Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the APAS meeting wraps up in Regina yesterday. We have an interview with President Todd Lewis about the key resolutions. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, fog, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high minus 2, the wind chill near minus 7. Fog again tonight, the low minus 5, the wind chill near minus 11. Tomorrow, fog clearing, then cloudy. Wind east 20, the high minus 3. The wind chill near minus 12, the low minus 8. Sunday, partly cloudy with a high minus 5, the low minus 9. Monday, cloudy with a high minus 6, the low minus 13. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 6, the low minus 15. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 13, the low minus 17. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 10. The normal high is minus 6, the normal low minus 17 degrees. The sun rose at 8.36 this morning. It sets at 4.59 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at minus 2. Saskatoon, like Regina, has freezing fog. Saskatoon is minus 6. Swift Current, plus 1. Weyburn, minus 3. Yorkton, minus 5. In Regina, with freezing fog, it's minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 16. The humidity, 97%. The barometer rising, 101.1. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 7. Winds are from the southeast at 4. Once again, Regina... Is freezing fog minus four? That's 25 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. Higher fees for wheat breeding and issues around club root were among the topics at the three-day APAS annual meeting, which wrapped up yesterday in Regina. President Todd Lewis of Gray says club root is a serious plant disease in canola. Well, we had good discussion on a, on a number of resolutions. I think a real emerging issue or recognition is club root. Uh, we had some a uh, couple different uh, resolutions about that, but certainly it's on farmers' radar. The mapping that they've done uh, this year, and uh, you know, we're looking uh, to uh, the release of that map, and uh, you know, how many fields are affected now, and and so it's certainly on uh, farmers' list to uh, keep an eye on. And I think another one, uh, certainly the uh, wheat breeding, uh, two different plans that have been put put forward by the Seed Synergy Group. We had a had a presentation by uh, the executive director of the Canadian Seed Growers Association and he laid out a pretty good idea of what they're, they're, they might be trying to achieve, just the history behind it and so on. And So we're uh, definitely going to be spending some a lot of time over the next few months uh, looking at those two different proposals. And So I think those are two of the, of the highlights coming out of the, out of the uh, resolution process. What's the sentiment among the APAS on I, what appears to be increased fees for wheat breeding, but it's designed, I guess, to imp- get new improved wheat varieties out there? I think really at the end of the day, a lot of it's going to be 
about farmers' ability to save their own seed. I mean, it's as uh, old as agriculture itself, the uh, right of farmers to save seed. And if farmers are going to be asked to give that up, and uh, especially in the cereals, you know, uh, wheat, barley, oats, you know, they, they it uh, really uh, gets their attention on it. So I think uh, that's uh, going to be, you know, as the consultations go forth, uh, December 4th, next Tuesday, I think that is, is uh, up in Saskatoon. There's a meeting hosted by Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, and I think uh, the more farmers that are in the room to uh, learn and, and get educated on uh, what's being proposed, the better. And yeah, I did, I would actually just ask, we're going to uh, put the contact information for that next week up in Saskatoon, and I don't know if we can still, still farmers can uh, get registered for it, but we have a contact there that we'll put on the APAS website, and if former farmers want to get up to that room in Saskatoon, uh, you know, I, I think it would be a good thing because there's some information to digest there and it's it's pretty important that farmers are educated so we can go forward and make sure everybody's on the same page on this. Should farmers have to pay more to get improved wheat varieties? I think that farmers are willing to pay, but you know it's not—it's just not as simple as paying more that we're guaranteed to get better varieties either. I think we've done a good job in wheat breeding. There's been lots of improvements over the years, and you know intuitively, just you know back it wasn't that long ago a 30 bushel wheat crop was uh, something to talk about, and a 40 bushel wheat crop was uh, you know off the charts. Well, a lot of cases now that 40 40 bushel wheat crop would almost be deemed a failure, certainly below average, and a lot of that's been because of agronomy, but it's also breeding as well. So so. so some of the some of the ideas that we have made improvements in wheat. There have been lots of good traits in the, in our wheat and barley varieties, and that's been done under a public breeding system and private. A lot of the a lot of the private money that's gone into wheat breeding has been from farmers' pockets. So it's a good conversation to have, and I think uh, with some of the changes, you know, with UPOB 91 and so on, and plant breeders' rights, it's a, it's time for that conversation. And so I think farmers need to get involved and uh, find out what's being proposed. And also this week, the province unveiled trespass legislation. Your reaction? We're pleased with what's being done. Uh, we've always said it's about biosecurity. Mud is mud or, or uh, you know, is it just from people we need to know who's entering our field. There's issues like club root, base of weed species. We need uh, to know who's on our ground and why they're there. And uh, so I think for biosecurity reasons alone, you know, we need to uh, have improved trespassing laws and, and uh, just for traceability who's on our ground. I don't think farmers are looking to disallow people on their property, but uh, they need to uh, know who's there and, and when they're going to be there and what they're doing when they are there. So I think overall our membership was very pleased with what was brought forward. Todd Lewis of Gray was re-elected president of APAS yesterday for his third term. Elected as vice presidents are Bill Babilski of Yorkton and Ian Boxall of Tisdale. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association is supporting the new Trespass Act. The chair of the Cattlemen's Association, Rick Tony of Gull Lake, says his group has been pushing for these changes for almost three years. It only makes common sense and it's just common courtesy, like if to ask permission to go on somebody's land, like it's my land, or even if it's crown land, it only makes sense. Give you some examples. If you had a really nice garden in your backyard and I decided I want to go and walk through your garden, look through your garden, wouldn't it be only proper that I should ask you permission? Or if you were an acreage owner and you had an orchard, wouldn't it be proper that I asked you permission? to go walk through your orchard and have a look around your orchard or even uh, pick some of your fruit while I'm there. You know, like people come onto our land and they think they can go out there without permission. Oh, there's chokecherry trees out there. We're going to go pick the chokecherries, but they're on my land. 
you know, and they, and they think nothing of it. And, and I've had people that do that, and they don't ask permission, and that's wrong. It's not being very courteous and just not a good thing. The next thing that happens is with this thing, as we've gone on, things have progressed through the years, and we make improvements, and people want to know that our cattle are being raised in a proper fashion, you know, that biosecurity is being followed, uh, animal husbandry, you know, and animal welfare is being issues are being followed. So this law change addresses biosecurity. An example that I that I can use is the plant disease club root for canola. We didn't have it in Saskatchewan a couple of years ago, but we have it now. And if somebody drives across some infected land with uh, club root, they pick up the disease on their tires and then they drive onto some land that isn't infected and the dirt comes off the infected dirt comes off in that land. Now you have more land infected with club root. So that's that's a way that can easily spread club root throughout the, the province for a plant disease or animal disease. You could look at hoof and mouth. You could pick it up off some land and take it to other. You know, the same thing with yonis or any a number of diseases. So for diseases, it, it's very important that we have this biosecurity and and keep our land sustainable and our and our livestock sustainable. Um, the next thing that comes into question is the biosecurity for noxious weeds and invasive species. And a couple of old PFRA pastures, the one around Davidson, I believe they have somewhere around 11,000 acres infected with leafy spurge. And leafy spurge is a weed that cattle will not eat. They don't like it. And so we've virtually destroyed 11,000 acres of native pasture. And and that's something we can't continue to do. We've got to protect our native pastures. And if you go down the Mayrone area, the PFRA, old PFRA pasture there has been affected with 9,000 acres. So we have to put a stop to this. And example, in, in my own place, there's a couple neighbors to the west of me that have patches of leafy spurge. And I don't want somebody that's visited their place coming onto my place. Like I've had hunters that have asked to come on my place, and which I allow hunters on. But I ask them where they've been and where, what they're doing so that they're not coming from that infected land onto mine. And I make sure that they, when they ask permission that they go on with clean clothing and clean boots, that they're not bringing any noxious weeds or invasive species onto my land. And, and that's all about keeping this land, and whether it be crown land or deeded land, we're, we're protecting this land and keeping it sustainable into the future by not allowing infection of noxious weeds and invasive species. And, and to me, that's only common sense, too, because we have a problem as time goes on. We, we're creating these problems around, around the province. Another thing that comes into question is species at risk. If I happen to have species at risk, whether it be plant or, or animal or bird, on my place, if somebody's coming on hunting, I should let them know where these species at risk are so they do not damage them or create any problems with these species. And so everybody wants to protect our species at risk. And the only reason I have them on my land is because I've followed proper stewardship so they can be there. And... All ranches are environmentalists, you know, like growing the grass is our, our real job. The cattle is the secondary. That's how we harvest our grass, but we're really grass growers. So we, we've got to look after the species and at risk in our farms and, and whatnot and protect it into the future and keep it sustainable. The other thing that comes into consideration with this law is hunters. Ranchers need hunters. We've got more wildlife now than we've ever had because of Ranchers have developed the land, and there's more water, there's more feed around for wildlife. 
so what wildlife have flourished and we need hunters to help us control wildlife populations so i'm happy to have hunters come on my land and do that as long as they do it in a biosecure manner so it has nothing to do with being against hunting at all it's all pro hunting because if somebody's coming on my land i know they're there if somebody else wants on if I let them on, I can let both parties know that there's two parties out there hunting to be careful of each other because things have got shot at and, and people near accidents where people have got killed on my place, where people have been shooting at deer running across my pasture and in the chokecherry bushes across there are two guys waiting for the deer to come to them and uh, we could have had a serious accident. But if people know that there's other hunters there, they can do it or else you just let one party on your land or in a certain section of your land at a time so that we do not create a, a hazardous environment there. Rick Tony is the chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. The trespass legislation requires members of the public to seek permission to enter rural land. The FSIN is opposed to the legislation saying it infringes on treaty hunting rights. Justice Minister Don Morgan disagrees saying treaty rights are not affected by the trespass legislation. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola gained $2.40 at 4.42.92. dollars Oats fell $5.54 at 177.91. Number one red spring wheat rose 93 cents at $250.25. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 210.62. Feed barley, 189.63. Flax, 492.26. Yellow peas, 242.04. And feed wheat, 187.80. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat rose 7 and a quarter cents at 576 and three quarter cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw, just under 2,600 on offer here Tuesday. Another 900 cows on offer here Thursday at a regular and bred cow sale. The good steer calves, they look like two to four lower this week. Heifer calves barely steady. These plain to medium calves, they're being discounted hard in spots. Resort sale here Tuesday, December 4th. Looks like 1,500. 200 bred cows Thursday, December 6th at 1 p.m. These good cows, 68 to 74. The odd sale into the high 70s, but they're few and far between. These medium cows, 58 to 68. Shelly cows are being discounted. The herd dispersal of the old Wise Ranch cows brings 16 to 19 and a quarter. Bred heifers, 1650 to 2025. But once you get off the top end on these bread cows, the interest seems to drop right off. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork price report is not available today. The weather outlook for today, we have some fog. We've had fog for the last couple of days, it seems. Winds were going up to 15 kilometers per hour today, the high minus 2. The wind chill near minus 7. Fog again tonight, the low minus 5. The wind chill near minus 11. Tomorrow, the outlook is for fog clearing, then cloudy skies, windies 20, and the high tomorrow minus 3, the wind chill near minus 12, the low minus 8. On the roundup, Estevan is minus 2, freezing fog, Saskatoon minus 6, swift current plus 1, Weyburn minus 3, 
Yorkton is minus 5. In Regina with freezing fog, it's minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. Winds from the southeast at 16. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 7. Winds are from the southeast at 4. Once again, Regina, freezing fog. It's minus 4, 25 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.